This is an entry from the diary of Shamanda Felt. Enter at your own caution. Last week, uh, when I had my shift at Coldstone, Adam and I were hanging out, going over our math homework, and Alicia came in with her mom, and she was, like, crying, like, big time. I guess Dylan was eaten by the goonch. So me and the other hunters decided to go hanging out with Miss Wexler. Excuse me, Ms. Wexler, don't bring it up. We decided to go get a big net to see if we could scoop up this monster out of the lake. So we go to the hardware store. And then there's like really inappropriate adults. But we figure we'll go to the park ranger to figure out what's going on near the lake. We get down there. We're patrolling the area. I'm in the back room going through papers and stuff. Then I hear CEJ crying out bloody murder. So cut to me jumping out there with a big net. I just... You know, took a big L with that one. I felt terrible about it. Um, basically choked him to death. He's still flailing around in the water, I guess. I should finish up this entry and save him. Shamanda out. Hey everybody, welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Thank you so much for listening. Soon we'll get into the wild world of Mystery County USA in the year 2005, but first let's do a quick rundown of who is here. Let's start with you, Rashawn. Hey everybody, I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott and my character is Shamanda Felt and my job at Coldstone isn't the only thing cursed about me. Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and my character is Adam Miller. I'm half moth, half man, and all corn fan. Hey, I'm Erin Rain, and my character is Crashly Grenadine. Some people call me a flake, but I call me Crashly Grenadine, girl detective. Hello, hello, I'm Alan Linick, and my character is C.E.J., and he's a normal boy. Hi, babes, I'm Claire Linick, and my character is Susan Wexler, and she's an expert in two things harsh breakups, and mentoring young monster hunters. So, where we left off was in the Lake Mystery State Natural Area. You guys were at the park ranger station, and CEJ, you are in a tough spot. Around your neck is a net tied to the dock of the ranger station. You are in the water, and pulling on your leg in the opposite direction from that dock is a massive catfish though its suction grip has lessened as Susan Wexler lands on its back and starts tugging on its neck. She's got problems of her own, though, because another catfish just grabbed her leg and three more are swimming into the shallow waters waters to go after Adam Miller, who just shifted into his mega pupa form. What do you do, CEJ? Well, uh, hard panic, I think, is my major move. I I forgot that Adam turned into a giant, disgusting grub thing. <laughs> um, not disgusting, just, you know, giant and wet. Yeah, a uh, giant wet caterpillar, correct? Oh, right, my bad, yeah. Uh, you did see, as Susan Wexler landed on the fish, she has been pulling on it, so you do feel the grip from that catfish loosen slightly on your leg. This does present a good opportunity for you. You could try to get out of it, but you also are right in the thick of things. So if you wanted to try and physically engage with the catfish, now is your perfect opportunity. Of course, you all can do anything else you want. Sure. I think I'm actually going to attempt one of my special mundane boy moves. I'm going to do a no limits 
and see if I can push my physical body past its limits to pry myself free from the horrible goonch that is trying to pull me in the water. Awesome. Great. So your special move is no limits. So go ahead and roll plus weird, CEJ. Okay. I actually rolled, uh, oh, my weird is minus one. So I ended up rolling a 10. Total? Yeah. Oh, well, awesome. Okay, so on a 10 plus, your body obeys your will to the limits of physical possibility. So, CEJ, how do you do this? You are able to free yourself from the catfish. Yeah, I just yell. I I put my hands kind of like shaking up towards the sky, like when Morpheus rips the electrodes off his head at the end of the first <laughs> Matrix movie. And I go, not today, Gooch. And I reach down and I slip my hands on either side of its disgusting, slimy jaws. And I just rip them like apart and pull my leg out. And I think the force from the net from the other direction is suddenly a lot stronger. So it kind of yo-yos me out. Awesome. All right. You feel the jaw of the catfish dislocate as you pull your leg out and it takes one harm. But it does eat my Walkman on the way out. Oh, no. (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> yeah, you do take one harm to your Walkman. Oh. Okay, that puts me at three harm. Well, no, that, that puts you at two harm and your Walkman at one harm. Oh, I see. Yeah, the battery, the back battery thing keeps coming <laughs> off, so you, now you have to use duct tape. Oh. Yeah, what was it called? Was it the ADC where it prevented from skipping when you jostled it? I think that's like permanently broken now, so I have to hold it perfectly flat to listen to anything (laughs) as you do that and you break the jaw of the catfish the catfish it does jostle back susan wexler you feel your seating on the top of this catfish get jostled as it is manhandled by cej from your position there is another catfish that's tugging on your foot are you trying to stay on this catfish or having freed cej are you bailing from it you know uh what's going on with adam before i decide is he in the water in caterpillar form, or is he just changed to caterpillar form? That is a great question. Let's scoot over to Adam Miller. Adam Miller, you have begun the transformation into caterpillar. You've been splashing into the water. I don't know if you're fully submerged yet or not. Yeah, I think so. I think I just kind of jumped in towards CEJ to save my dumb cousin. Great. So you are in the water, and I guess Adam is kind of pedaling in the water with a bunch of caterpillar feet. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, dressing up like a worm and going to swim with fish. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that thing we all do. (laughs) So to get a visual image of this, Adam, can you describe the dimensions of your caterpillar shape and also your coloring as a Mothman caterpillar? Totally. So I imagine that I'm still about the same height as a caterpillar, but laying straight down. So when I transform into a caterpillar, I kind of stand up into who I am but then just turn into a caterpillar and fall on my belly. Okay, so you're like <laughs> five foot four? Yeah, well, I'm five foot four in real life. As a caterpillar, I'm probably five foot eight. Okay, <laughs> so a five foot eight caterpillar, and what's your coloring? I'm definitely a hair caterpillar. <laughs> I think I'm like yellow and black with some gray in there, you know? Not like a pretty caterpillar. Definitely, this isn't going to turn into a pretty butterfly. It's a like a, a haggard moth. <laughs> and now I, I do have an important question. Do you have like defensive markings? Like some caterpillars have like fake eyes on them or like bright colors to warn off predators. Do you have anything like that? Or are you just an offensive focused caterpillar? I think. Yeah, 
definitely got some defensive markings on my back. It's sort of like, since I'm, like, you know, created by an intergalactic sort of Mothman, I think it's like these eyes, and instead of creating, like, fear, it's more like these fish are looking into a deep, ancient energy. They're, like, seeing the truth about themselves. Well, okay. So, some of the mental dominion that you exercise in your human form then carries over, it sounds like. Yeah. It's something about those eyes. They're not going to, like, scare you, but they're going to, like, make you question who you are as a person or a fish. Right. In a way beyond the simple fact of seeing a five foot eight <laughs> caterpillar, there's, like, another level that it makes you question your own reality on top of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Susan, Adam Miller is in the water, and it sounds like he is just paddling straight towards the three catfish that are coming towards him. You can tell that he is in his full-on monster stage, a little bit hungry, looking for some of that good old razzmatazz violence. I'm a hungry caterpillar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Susan, what do you do? Well, I'm not leaving the water until Adam leaves the water. So, you know, I have read a little bit about this, and I know because of science that if you love water and live in water, that you hate fire. So I'm going to pull out my flamethrower. Yeah, what? What? Now what? I'm going to go ahead and pull out my flamethrower. Where was it? So it's kind of uh, tucked into my sock. There's a flamethrower in your sock. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of shimmy it out. Okay, wait, wait, now wait. So you've been wearing like MC Hammer Pants this whole time and there's, there's, there's a flamethrower in there? Okay, I gotta make a note. <laughs> no, they're not M- like MC Hammer pants. They're like cargo pants. So Susan has a flamethrower in her pants. <laughs> so if I understand this correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong on this, I'm just trying to. Um, so okay, so you have presumably a backpack that you carry all your stuff in, or do you have like a large purse? What is your loose item carrying situation? <laughs> it it's a hiking backpack, but it's one of those you can kind of wear to the side. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit fashion and a little bit functionality. <laughs> right, of course. Susan's not going to do anything that doesn't have a little bit of both. So in the bottom of the backpack, uh, there's a false bottom to the backpack. And underneath that is the, I assume, the fuel tank for your flamethrower. Because I understand what a flamethrower is, of course I know <laughs> that there would be a fuel tank. So yes, that is in the backpack. Okay, and so there's a small, almost imperceptible hose that spools down the side and into your pants and down to your sock where you have the flamethrower wand tucked. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, and the pilot light that's always on on a flamethrower, where, where are you keeping that? Okay, that is... Every woman has one secret. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, Susan, here's what you're going to do. Uh, you're going to roll a kick some ass with this. So roll plus tough. Okay. Now, I do want to be honest with everybody. I rolled a three. So I'm just going to come out and say it. And my tough is a plus zero. <laughs> but since I'm acting under pressure, could I instead swap that out for sharp? Oh, okay. Now, I see what you're doing there. You're trying to use your expert move. That's a smart play. Now... Act Under Pressure is its own specific move, and so since you're trying to do damage rather than just trying to keep it together, that's why this is a kick some ass. So your Act Under Pressure does not count right now. Now here's what I will say. You do have seven luck points, so you could spend a luck to turn your roll into an automatic 12. It does mean then that for the rest of your life, you only have six remaining luck points left. 
Um, once you hit zero luck points, your character is doomed, which means anytime anything unfortunate or unlucky could happen, it will happen. So luck does have that element to it, but you could totally spend it and completely succeed in this moment. You know, this is a tough one. Susan doesn't feel beat yet enough to use any luck, so the flamethrower didn't work. Guess what? There's more things in my backpack. <laughs> I'm just going to call that one a whoops-a-doodle, and I'm going to scream, <laughs> Look away, kids! If they start to eat me, look away! Uh, okay, as you do that and you try to get the flamethrower out, it gets caught on your leg and one of the parts of your cargo pants. So as you're jerking on it, trying to get it to pull free, the other catfish grabs at your leg. So now you do need to roll an act under pressure because it's pulling on your legs and trying to pull you underwater. Yeah, I got a 12. Nice. All right. You managed to keep your arms free and your head above water. So it is pulling on your legs, uh, pulling you underwater. But as you get pulled, you get dragged down the back of the other overly large catfish that you're currently sitting on. And its spiky fin rips into your back. So you are going to take one harm from that. And I will say that that's one harm messy. Uh, Susan's back has blood flowing free into the water. Oh, no. Yeah, so you all see the catfish getting even more crazed. Get her out of the water, somebody. She's basically bait. Okay, it's just, it's time for everyone to leave the water. We gotta leave the water, kids. Oh, my God. Susan, you're back. Ew. It's fine. Now's just a good time for us all to leave the water. Adam, scoot, scoot. Crashly, you're on the shore, and the last thing that we saw from you, you used your hunting rifle that you borrowed from your father, I believe. My uncle. I don't know my dad. That's right. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Uh, Well, you took the hunting rifle that you had with you, and you shot one of the catfish and did some damage to it. You saw the hunting rifle in your hand, uh, or you still have the hunting rifle in your hand. Next to you is Ranger along. He's just standing there with his mouth agape, terrified and unsure what to do. So what do you do? I need to do a couple things. The first is I want to use a piece of luck to try to find out what other conspiracies Adam, this caterpillar, is connected to. (laughs) Okay, so you're trying to get the benefit of spending luck. Is that correct? Yes. Now, I will say you totally can do that. That is a pretty big expenditure of luck. My friend just turned into a caterpillar, man. I need to know what's going on. I'm a journalist. Well, now now here's a question. Did you see me turn into a caterpillar? Because I dived in and was transforming at the same time. Oh, I was under the impression I could see it. Wait, so wait, are you a journalist or a detective? I'm a detective. I'm an investigative detective. Listen, I'm only 14 (laughs) years old. I have many career paths ahead of me and those fit together. Here's what I'm going to say we're going to do because I don't want you to spend your luck quite in this fashion yet. Okay. You do have as the flake, you have a move that we didn't do at the top of the mystery that we should have, which is connect the dots. So you need to look for the wider patterns. Um, We'll do it now and we can retrofit it in. Okay. So roll plus sharp. Okay. I got a six. Okay. A seven. I got a seven. I got a seven. Ah, okay. So you get one hold that you can spend during the mystery to ask me any of the following questions. Is this person connected to current events more than they are saying? When and where will the next critical event occur? What does the monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? And how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? So you can spend that hold now to ask any one of those questions. Yeah, I do want to spend that hold to ask if I, I think I saw Adam turn into the caterpillar, like 
where's Adam? There's a caterpillar the size of Adam. So, like, I think that I saw that happen. Uh, I actually have to ask one important question before we continue. Yeah. Adam, what happens to your clothes? They get ripped apart. Like, <laughs> it's something that I'm not sure if there's a way I can control it, but I, like, definitely turning into the... Well, actually, maybe they sort of fit on me, but they get stretched out. So I think everyone now sees me wearing sweatpants all over the place. But maybe they might get ripped if I get into too much trouble. So yeah, you absolutely saw where Adam Miller was is a caterpillar wriggling out of the sweats and oversized t-shirt that he was wearing. It makes you think. So I think you can definitely connect those dots. (laughs) I mean, good luck. So I want to know what Adam being a moth man or caterpillar, I guess, has to do with what else is going on in this crazy town. Okay, so is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? Yeah. Or essentially, how does this connect to the bigger picture? Either way, that's great. Crashly, as you're looking at him, you flash back to the one particular moment. Uh, it's You flash back to one particular moment. It's right after you and Adam Miller were with your driver instructor. The driving instructor was in the passenger seat. You were in the driver's seat, and Adam was in the back seat. It was later at night. It was getting dark. You were coming home from a test drive, and the road was just a little wet. And you got distracted and went off the road into the ditch. And you remember looking for Adam after that because you and the instructor were fine, but Adam had either gotten knocked free as the car spun out or something had happened, but Adam wasn't present. And as you're looking at him now in this horrific shape, what you recall was hearing the flapping of wings, but not like... Bird wings, more like it was softer, but full, almost like um, furred instead of feathered. And you have also, I mean, as Kid Detective, you've heard many rumor of a Mothman in Mystery County. Oh, my God. Adam is the Mothman of Mystery County. And that's probably why I crashed, because he distracted me with his weird pheromones. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to him about this. That's not cool. Okay, I've got to help Susan. So I'm going to grab my hunting rifle again, and I'm going to be cool and shoot that catfish with my rifle. I think it's a pretty cool move, and I'm helping out. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to try to help Susan get free by shooting the catfish. Yeah. Okay, great. So roll a helping out. I got a seven. Great. You give a plus one to Susan's next roll. So Susan, you get a plus one. However, you do expose yourself to some danger, Crashly. While you are positioning yourself and taking the shot, the shoreline right where you are just starts to crumble. Ooh. As you are a little further out than you expected, and you tumble into the water. Ah! Unfortunately, as you do, then your gun gets wet. Oh, no! Jeez, Louise. Okay, everyone, out of the water. Out of it. Not into it. Out. (laughs) But Crashly, you do do another two points of harm as you shoot into one of the catfish, and it essentially explodes, just goops everywhere. Shamanda, you're standing next to Crashly on the shore next to the ranger, and you hear Crashly say, Adam is the Mothman. You see the caterpillar trundling into the water, chasing after these catfish. You also see CEJ has gotten free from the catfish. He still has the net around his neck and arm as he's sitting in the water. Uh, and Susan is getting pulled into the water as well. So there's just general chaos. What do you do? Uh, one, I don't believe that Adam is the Mothman. Um, I'm just like, there's no way. He's he's Adam. He's always wet. He's just a wet guy. 
And he, <laughs> and he always wears sweatpants. It's just like a style choice. That's weird, Crashly. Uh, yeah, Crashly, you always crash your car. That's probably why you crash, because Crashly. Oh my god, I'm 14 years old. Yeah, you shouldn't be behind the wheel. My mom gave me a rural permit note. I got a note. We live on a farm. Okay, then you should be driving a tractor, not a car. I already know how. Then drive that to school. <sighs> Guys, cat, fish, monster. Anyway, 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 anyway. CEJ is just screaming from the water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, um, all I really have is my baseball bat, so I'm gonna uh, push CEJ further up onto the shore because he's tangled up in the net. Hey, get off me! I saved your life, okay? Uh, and then I'm going to barrel. Um, I'm I'm gonna try to jump on one of the catfish like Ms. Wexler. Great. Okay, roll for under pressure. Well, let me actually check. Is your main goal to get on the catfish, or is your main goal to do some damage to the catfish? Uh, do some damage. Okay, roll kick some ass then. So that would be roll plus tough. That's gonna be um a four. Ooh. Okay. That's. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> on a miss, you get your ass kicked instead. No! <laughs> so what happens is, Shamanda, you run and leap, and out of the water, a catfish larger than the other, about eight <laughs> feet long, arises, lifts his head, and your feet just whoosh down its gullet. <laughs> so you are up to your weight in a, uh, you are up to your waist in a catfish's mouth. And it's holding you, and it's thrashing you, and as it whips back and forth, you're going to take one harm just from the blunt force trauma of your head and neck just getting whipped back and forth uh, as this monstrous catfish attempts to whip your brains out. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> With god. that, CEJ, she is loose in the net, so you're not as at risk on your neck situation. Excellent. And let's come back to you, CEJ, and see what's up with you. So you are, for the moment, just kind of floating in the water. You're loosely bound to the dock of the ranger station with the net that Shamanda has tied. Everybody is in the water at this point, splashing around. Most are either fighting the catfish or slowly being suctioned by the catfish and pulled underwater. The other thing, Shamanda, since it has you up to the waist, you are underwater. Oh. So you're currently drowning or in the process of being drowned. CEJ, you have seen Shamanda's head dip under the surface of the water and the large catfish whipping her back and forth. What do you do? Well, I am rapidly sinking because of all the chains attached to my big skater pants. <laughs> so I'm weighed down pretty hard. So I kind of just splash around and kind of just turn towards the shore and I jab a finger at Ranger Byron, who I assume is here. No, you know what? He is here, Tyler. You're right. He is here. I forgot. This isn't Dungeons and Dragons. We can make the rules. You guys tell me what's going on. Yeah, so he's standing there just with his mouth hanging open like a big dumb idiot, and I just point at him, and I'm going to manipulate someone. Wonderful. And that's that's going to be my move. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell, use your freaking gun, Ranger Byron! Freaking shoot him! Damn! Great. Roll a plus charm. All right. Here we go. Plus charm. That is, uh, ooh, that's my good stat, believe it or not. I rolled a seven. Wow. Which I believe is the minimum for success. Hello. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll do it, but only if you do something for him right now. Ah. Uh, 
Please tell me this stranger is not a pedophile, too. <laughs> yeah, we already dealt with very creepy adults. I do not like this theme. I like... I can I can see what's going on behind Ranger Byron's eyes, and I'm like, I I pull my Motley Crue shirt down to show him my nipple. Oh, <laughs> Ranger allows me to like, no, no, no. What are you doing? No, no. Wow, all the adults in this town are creeps. He's like, look, I I swore I'd never use a gun on the job. I I can't. No. And what he needs from you to convince him of the merits of grabbing a gun and turning it. What he needs from you is for you to convince him of the merits of grabbing a gun and turning it on a creature of the forest. (laughs) 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 I'm like up to my chin in water right now. Everyone's bleeding and thrashing around. My cousin is a grub. I, uh, I point at him and I say, bro, you can either be a hero who broke a promise or you could be a man who's true to his word and the biggest coward of all time who watched five people die to a bunch of gooch. Blub, blub, glub, glub. And then I, I go down. <laughs> Great. He's convinced. You see him. The last thing you see is he's running into the station, presumably to get the gun out of the gun locker. He, he doesn't have it on him? He's a park ranger. He's not a police officer. He doesn't. Do park rangers not carry guns? I guess I don't know. Often not. Uh, how about this? I was pointing at him because I misinterpreted the flare gun he carries for emergencies as an actual firearm. You see him whip his... The flare gun he swore never to use. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, this further explains why he was confused, because he didn't even have a gun. But he finally puts the pieces together, and he holds up his flare gun. His hands are wobbling wildly. He is shaking in fear. You also have to remember, you guys, while... Being teenagers, you have fought other monsters before. He's never encountered anything like this before. The most he's ever encountered is like a large, surly black bear. But he's had training on dealing with the black bear. He has no training on dealing with man-sized catfish who eat people. But he pulls up his flare gun and he shoots it into the water. And you see the catfish that is grabbing Susan Wexler's Susan Wexler's leg flare up. And as it hits... It the and as it hits it, the force of the fire hitting it, just as Susan said, the fire and the flame, the catfish really does not like being on fire. It incinerates and it seems to scare off the other catfish, and they all in almost a full pack turn and flee away from y'all. And for the moment, you are all swimming loosely in the water, beaten, tired, out of breath, bruised, and wet. What do you all do? I'm going to check on Shamanda, my best friend. Yeah, I untransform. Okay, what does that process look like? I have to, like, hold my breath and puff my cheeks out and sort of just, like... (laughs) It's very wet. In my mind, your moth form is literally just Heimlich from A Bug's Life. I don't know if anyone else (laughs) knows what I'm talking about. The big little green guy? Yeah, I'm like that, but not as colorful. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so Adam, his head, his human head, pops up out of the water. He's unclothed, so he is, from what you guys can see, bare-chested as he stands up out of the water. See, EJ, you stand up in your Motley Crew t-shirt, drenched and hanging. Crashly, you run over to Shamanda. Shamanda, what do you do? I look down to make sure I still have legs, and then I'm like, thank goodness, I do. Shamanda, you do definitely have legs. 
and Reman- uh, and Ranger Elong is reaching down to help you up, and he's like, catfish don't have teeth, as he's helping you get up. Oh, okay. Uh, I... You guys, help. <laughs> guys, the catfish stole my clothes. You gotta help me. <laughs> Ew! Oh my gosh! Put some clothes on! You, give me your jacket, you ranger. Oh, yeah, of course. Here, uh, get yourself covered up. Uh, no, 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 I would... I would recommend tying it around, tie it around your waist. Don't focus on your shoulders, son. <laughs> don't peek at me, dude. Don't be a pervert. Okay, well, I don't know. I, I don't know why you all... Why wouldn't you just give him some pants? Yeah, give me your pants. Oh, I have sweatpants in my bag in case my little brother poops himself. Here you go. How old is your little brother? He's seven. Okay, I try to cram into 70-year-old pants. They're size 4T. He's small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I feel like that's still way above the age that's, like, acceptable to still be pooping your pants. Oh, it is. That's why I carry the pants. Yeah, Adam, you're unable to fit in them, but you are able to cut them down and, like, make a pair of cut-off sweatshorts. I didn't say you could cut the pants, but okay. I don't do that. Instead, I stare into the ranger's eyes, and I want to cast Mental Dominion on him to give me his pants. (laughs) Okay. Roll plus charm. Okay. It's a six. Ooh, sorry, that is not going to work. So he looks at you and he's like, son, I can get you a spare set of pants inside, but I'm going to need you to cover all of that before you come out of the water, all right? I have a reputation to uphold, and already my name is getting slung through the mud here for reasons that I don't have any reason Ranger to- Ranger Byron, it is like 50 degrees out here. He's going to die if you make him stay in the water. He takes off, he unbuttons his Ranger shirt. And he's like, here. And he tosses it to Adam Miller. I put that and the jacket on my top. I don't know how this helps, but thanks, Ranger Byron. And Adam, make sure to mark experience for your failed roll. Uh, Anybody else who failed at a check earlier, you got an experience point from that. It's great to fail sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm, true. Um, Sorry, when did we push the fishy tour back to? What's the time frame here? You guys successfully convinced... Well, specifically, Adam Miller, using his mental dominion, convinced Marcus Fermis, the businessman and lead organizer of the Fall Fisher Folk Festival, to push it back indefinitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, until we find Dylan. Yeah, until you find Dylan or whatever happened to Dylan. And Speaking of Adam Miller, Adam, I need to talk to you. And I don't like to confront people in front of the group. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Crashly. Are you the Mothman? Whoa. You turned into a caterpillar in the water. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Well, do I look like a caterpillar now? Guys, what's up with Crashly? Did she get bit on the head by a catfish? They don't have teeth. I guess I learned that today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And to answer your question, you only look like a caterpillar where it counts. Shut up. And I punch the EJ again. Kids. (laughs) All right. Roll to kick some ass. I'm bleeding a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I rolled a seven. For, uh, wait, nope, nope, I rolled a five. Oh, okay. See, EJ, how do you kick Adam Miller's ass? Oh, I don't, but my loose chains from my pants are in the mud around my feet, and I think Adam just tangles up in them and falls over. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, you stumble back and fall down on your side, and your ribs hit a rock that's just under the water. Oh! How much damage is that? 
Is that seven? <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, you take seven damage. <laughs> yeah, you die immediately. No, just one harm. You go into kidney failure immediately. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Here's what happens. The cloud cover parts and full sun comes down, so your harm, you take an extra one harm since you are vulnerable to light. So you take two harm total. And you guys see Adam Miller sort of just making really what can only be described as like an insectoid sort of screaming noise. <laughs> see? You guys, he just needs to tell us. Just be honest. He always sounds like that. It's my ribs. I hurt my ribs. He's always been Mothman. How old are you? A hundred? No, I'm not. I'm 16. How old are you? 14? Yeah, you know I'm 14. (laughs) Yeah, and you shouldn't be driving. You know I live on a farm. Kids. Hey, that's my cousin, and you have a bad singing voice. Wait, you two are cousins? So, uh, my uncle is her godfather. Right. Oh. We're cousins. No, me and you are cousins. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, you weren't, you were, you were kind of looking down at your side. Sorry, it really hurts. Anyways, did we get those teeth? Teeth? Oh, we never got those dry toes we were trying to get. Oh, the toes. The toes for bait, right? You know what? Let's go back to the haven, get some more of these wounds healed here. And think this nice park ranger on our way out. This was a lovely tour. <laughs> As you're saying that, Susan, park ranger along walks out. He has a couple of towels that he throws to you guys. And he has a pair of sweatpants that he tosses to Adam Miller. They are branded for the Lake Mystery State National Area. So it just runs down both legs like the printing. One says the Lake Mystery State and the other says National Area. It's horrible. But he tosses them to you and he says... You're either going to need to return those or pay for them. How much are they? Uh, they're uh, eighteen ninety-five. What? Hey, eighteen ninety-five? That's a good deal for branded merch. How much would it be if we sued the park for getting eaten by a catfish? Ooh, that's a good question. What if we named you in the lawsuit? How much would that be? <laughs> oh my Look, God. I don't appreciate being put in a jam like that. I don't think that lawsuit would fly. But also, I'm not interested in trying to represent myself in court again, so fine. (laughs) You keep the sweatpants. How many people want hats? I would like a hat. Yeah, you're wearing a hat. Yeah, do you have beanies? Because that's what I like. I'll take a bandana. All right. Yeah, can we all dress up like rangers real quick? We gotta take a picture from MySpace, you guys. Oh yeah, tag me. Okay, let's all pose. Hey, can I ask you a question, Shamanta? How come I'm not in your top six? Oh, you guys, I have a shift at Coldstone, like, so soon, I gotta get back. (laughs) And at that point, you hear the ranger. He's kind of walked past you guys after going back in and grabbing hats and handing them out, and he's looking down at the embankment, and he says, Huh, I haven't noticed that before. What is it? Haven't noticed what? I want to go look next to it. Whoa! I put my arm out and stop Adam. You look down, and you can see there's an area just to the north of where you're standing. There was clearly a mudslide there at some time in the recent past, and it revealed from the mud right at the edge of the water is a black hole about three feet tall and three feet wide. It looks like the entrance to a small cave, and uh, Ranger Along says, Huh, that looks... the water looks deep enough that could be where the catfish were. They're not holing up there, no pun intended. Well, get in there! I figured there can't be... There isn't a what I mean, we, we don't have catfish that big in the lake. 
Oh, really? You do now. We just saw one. Yeah, Ranger Byron. Yeah, pretty sure you do, Ranger Byron. Because I just had one try to eat me from the balls down, my man. (laughs) Same here. He ate my clothes and then ran off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen. I didn't see anything in particular, son. But I think, look, whatever is going on, I'm telling you that that ain't natural. Whatever is going on with those catfish, we don't have... We don't have catfish that large. Those catfish should not be able to grow to that size. So whatever is causing that, I don't know. But we got to find that and we got to stop it. Because if it's making catfish large, it could be making anything large. I'm going to stop you right there, Ranger Byron. I don't know what you mean by all this we stuff. I feel like I've had enough adventure for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. And all I have to show for it is no chains, a saggy shirt, and a CD player that skips all the time. And that hat. And the hat. Well, he got a hat. I asked for a bandana. And to the best of my knowledge, I haven't gotten one yet. He goes in and he comes out with the bandana. I wanted to know, when was the last time the water got treated? Like, where's the water reservoir in uh, Mystery County? You mean like for drinking water? Well, that would be the treatment facility, but that's an aquifer underneath. I mean, Lake Mystery doesn't supply a whole lot of that drinking water. Tyler? Yes. I want to use my illuminated power to ask the master something. Okay, great. So roll a plus weird. Okay, here we go. It is a nine. Okay, so you will need to complete a task for them. Once it's done, they will reveal a key fact, clue, or technique that will help you. Let's see. Uh, To the best of your knowledge, you believe that the secret master is the Mothman, correct? Yeah, I think it's who laid the eggs in my belly. You feel a compulsion to get, like, wood chips and, like, carvings and have a strong urge to build a large nest of wood chips. Okay. Are there wood chips outside? There are not. I mean, there are trees outside, but... I do have my big knife on me, so I'm going to excuse myself, uh, tell them I have to go to the bathroom, and I go outside. Wait, why are you going outside? (laughs) Because I don't like peeing inside because it's wasteful. Uh, Well, I'm going to use a special move called Trust Your Gut. Great. Roll plus weird. Yes. Okay. Six. Okay. On a miss, your instincts lead you into danger. So, Shamanda, your gut is telling you this cave is definitely where you guys need to be. It's the only thing that is new. It's the only thing out of the ordinary. Those catfish were out of the ordinary. You absolutely got to get to this cave. All right. Well, Ranger, take me to the shed where you found that gun because we're going hunting. And so, Tyler, how long would it take if we're all going to head back to my infirmary, do a little patch up here and there, maybe stop the bleeding out of my back? How long would that take? I mean, you tell me. It would take two hours. Yeah, that sounds about accurate to me. I think that is a very accurate summary of it. You do know that with the bleeding you have and everything, the ranger station has a full first aid kit. So if you did first aid at the ranger station, you could reduce one harm for people. If you want to do more than that, you'd have to go to the infirmary. Okay, I'm down for either. It's whatever people think is best. CEJ, I'm just worried you're just going to keep me in heart, babe. Yeah, me too. That's why I said we should leave this to the professionals. Cough. <laughs> Cough. I'm literally the professional. Yeah, we are the professionals. Right. Should have left this to you. And the rest of us 
should have gone and done our math quizzes before Mrs. Hornblowders goes and blows a freaking conniption fit because I'm missing so many assignments this year because my parents disappeared. I could go on. Yeah, but you're just going to read Game Informer, so let's just, you know. If I don't read the Game Informer, how do I know which games I need to buy Prima official strategy guides in order to complete? Dude, Prima. Nice. I high five Adam. Oh, I'm outside right now, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're just scraping bark off of trees, and Ranger Along says to those of you gathered inside, Yeah, you know, you guys are just kids. I don't want to embroil you in something that's beyond your pay grade, as it were. Miss Wexler, why don't you take them on home and park service? We can handle this. So I'll go down and figure out what's going on with that cave. Well, first, I want to formally apologize to you, Park Ranger Byron, because I did not mean to threaten you with a drawn-out lawsuit. I just got kind of mad, and when I get mad, sometimes I make threats. But that wasn't coming from the heart. So I want to present you with this handwritten apology note, and my business card is in there. So if you have the need for any detective services, I have excellent written and verbal communication skills, and I'm really good at looking things up. Hmm. Do you babysit? No. Well, uh... I I can find missing kids. I'm great at that. I've done it three times. Well, more I'm concerned about someone taking care of my kid that I know where they are, you know? Saturday night is a hard time to get folks, especially around here. No offense, but you might want to try a 12-year-old. I'm 14. Uh, That's fair, but thank you for the card. I appreciate that, Crashly, and that apology. This isn't going to be the last time we talk, but I want to give you some free advice right here, right now, in front of everybody. You and the other park rangers, you you have to strike all lust from your heart. (laughs) Until these catfish are caught, you saw what happened to me. That was lust back there. You saw what happened to these teenagers. Lust. (laughs) Okay. The only way we're going to beat this is if we can all strike the lust from our bodies. Oh, you think it's the goonch, huh? The lust demon? See, I'm myself, I always thought the goonch was a pig dog. And I've heard that too. You know, it's kind of a Venn diagram situation. Maybe a little bit of everything. Hmm, well, interesting. Well... I'll try to do that, Miss Wexler. Can you repeat back to me what I told you to do? Because I'm worried you weren't listening. <laughs> no, no, I can do that. It shouldn't be too hard. I haven't had a whole lot of problems with lust. You know, being a single dad takes up most of my time. A single dad? Oh. Ooh, Wexler. Stop. Stop, everybody. Miss Wexler. Wow. Being a single parent must be really hard, right? Yeah, you're telling me. You know, I got a seven-year-old. Wait, did you say you needed a babysitter this weekend? Well, yeah. What for? Are you going on a date? Well, not this weekend. Just in in general, I'm just always looking. No, I I don't date, but I I do have a chess club I like to play in. Well, wait, Miss Wexler. I've seen you look at chess stuff one time. Me too. Kids. Let's go outside to Adam Miller. Adam, you have collected up two garbage bags full of wood scrapings. Yeah, I'm one of those kids that just loves knives. So I'm like really good at playing with them. And uh, I make that noise when I use them too. Yeah, when you can feel the pulse and you start to take the wood carvings and start to put it in your mouth, move it around and pull it back out and start applying it to each other. 
you kind of go into a fugue state. And before you realize it, you look around and you are inside a sort of wooden chrysalis that you've sort of formed around yourself, but not fully. It's kind of a top half. So it's almost like a diving bell just over you. And as you're doing that, you feel like, like, uh, like what is like this is creating some sort of connection with the secret master that you have so let's see here you get a key fact clue or technique that will help you which do you want do you want a fact a clue or a technique oh my gosh i guess like i'm like so we saw those goonches swim away right mhm did they swim towards that hole that now exists they sort of just swam in a general dispersal. Okay. I think I want to go for... I want a key fact about those about these goonches. Okay. What you get is a sense, just an overriding... It's not even communication. It's just something that you have always known in your head. It's just a moment ago you didn't know it. But now you do know it and you've always known it, if that makes sense. And what it is, is that the ranger is absolutely right. Catfish can't grow that large. The knowledge that you have is whatever is creating something of that size, they are feeding on something. They're feeding on something to get that big. They are feeding on something that is causing them to grow. Yeah. Do I know if it's, uh, do I know if it's possible for them to get that big? Like generally with catfish or no, they don't get that big. No, you're absolutely right. You know that the freshwater North American catfish that you're dealing with could not get that large naturally. So whatever they're feeding on is unnaturally or possibly supernaturally enlarging them the more they feed on it. Cool. Good to know. So you feel that sort of connection and then it dissipates a little bit and you're just inside this kind of quarter-formed chrysalis looking around. And I think probably, Adam Miller, you feel a certain amount of dread as you realize anytime you are trying to get in touch with the Secret Master, it's going to be pushing you to try to complete the chrysalis. So it wants you to pupate and go through transformation. Okay. So basically, I gotta make this nest again? Yeah, it's gonna keep riding on you to finish your transformation. Got it. Cool. And I'm like, I, I thank the Master, and I break the thing, and I head back in. Great. You walk into everybody sort of giving rolly eyes to Susan Wexler and kind of nudging her. Why not, Susan? He's single. You're single. You're both old as hell. Yeah, and he's <laughs> got a government job. Whoa. Is Miss Wexler going to date the ranger? They're going out this Saturday. Nothing has been confirmed. But she's not a child. <laughs> he's not a pervert. That's the best part. Uh, CEJ, do you agree with this? I mean, I think someone could be a pervert and also be into regular stuff, like, on top. I've looked at his phone and his computer. I spent the last half an hour looking into when? all this stuff. Uh, the last half an hour. Oh, sorry. I should have let you finish talking. <laughs> yes, gotta get back to business. I'm covered in wet clothes, missing all my chains, and all I want to do is go home and play Guitar Hero. Is that too much to ask? We're just going to put some Neosporin on it for now, CEJ. Now, come on. Someone's got to put some band-aids on my back. You're putting Neosporin on my wet clothes? <laughs> yes. I have an idea. I can go into kind of like a trance and then, and I can find answers to things. So I'm going to do that because I bet these catfish have like been here before. They look 
ancient and dinosaurian. I want to, before that happens, I want to get away from the ranger. Are we still by him? Yeah. So how do you get everybody away from the ranger? I'm like, well, we better go back to the school and, you know, take care of our wounds. Thank you. You know, Miss Wexler, say goodbye to your boyfriend. Kids, stop that now. Uh, I wrote down Mrs. Ms. Wexler's email address and slip it into the ranger's pocket and say we'll be in contact soon. Yeah, it's a hot mail. Well, all right. This has been an interesting experience. Thank you for looking into this and hey, stay safe out there, okay? Yeah, you too. Well, okay. Call me Susie. I'll talk to you later. Okay, Susie. Uh, well, I'll talk to you later. Uh, so are you the one that can babysit then? Is that what I'm given to understand from all this? Well, we'll talk later. Okay. So I want to like, okay, once we're out of earshot, I want to tell Miss Wexler and CEJ what I found out. So Miss Wexler and CEJ, Adam Miller pulls you aside and whispers that he dis- what he discovered about the catfish and their supernatural feeding. Okay, so wait, you were... You were serious about going back to the school, though, right? Because I don't want to stay out here. I think we've done everything we could do. Well, no, we haven't. I mean, we could heal up because I'm a little hurt from that, you know, the the battle. And I show my ribs. Didn't that happen after the battle when you tried to punch me and fell? You don't know what happened under the water. That's actually true. But we got to come back here. All right. What did you learn? What did you learn, Adam? I learned there's this supernatural feeding, and, like, the masters told me that, like, a catfish can't get that big on its own. It has to be feeding on something unnatural. And I bet it's in that hole. Oh, you mean that hole? I'm gonna go check it out. That hole? Yeah, I'm gonna use my special move, don't worry, I'll go check it out, (laughs) to go off by myself and investigate. Oh. Can we stop you at all? No. Because I'm going to prove a point that we're in over our heads. <laughs> when he does this, can we follow him? I mean, only if you want to deny me an experience point. Yeah, Susan, would you let CEJ walk alone and go investigate the cave? No! No, we're going with you. For the record, I'd let him. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I still want to get these shriveled up toes, but if I'm being honest, we made good enough bait. Yeah, we did. I think so, too. So CEJ pushes past you all, and CEJ in a huff pushes down and walks along the shoreline and starts to slide down the mud towards the entrance of the cave. And uh, can I do my don't worry, I'll check it out move by accidentally missing my trajectory and like sliding straight into the hole? Absolutely, 100%. Hell yeah. I will say by doing that, though, there is going to be a consequence. Wait, why don't we wait and get a boat? Yeah, uh, why? So, CEJ, I think in part you are trying to get some distance between yourself and everyone else. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty mad. Uh, okay, great. So CEJ walks out in a huff. You slide down the embankment and you slide into the cave. And I'm going to give you a condition. We pulled this uh, from the game Masks for anybody listening who's interested in such things. CEJ, I'm going to give you an emotional condition. You are angry now, which means that you have a negative two to your cool. And you will continue to be angry until you find a way to remove that feeling yourself or somebody else uh, works to make you feel better using manipulate someone. So you are going to be less good at acting under pressure and helping out because you are hot-headed and you are on your own. So you're going to mark experience for going to check out the cave. 
So you get to the cave before everybody else. You manage to just slide down. It's very lucky that you don't twist an ankle or worse as you fall into this cave. But you do manage to get down there. Everybody else, if you're trying to get to the cave at the same speed that CEJ is, you will need to act under pressure or risk getting harmed. Otherwise, you guys are going to be separated as he goes into the cave and you kind of pick your way down to the entrance to get to the same spot. It is an underwater cave, is that right? It's partially underwater. So it is a cave where the water is flowing into the cave, but the cave entrance does stick out of the water. So we can breathe. Nice. I like breathing. Shimanda follows, uh, scared that her flare jeans are going to get all messed up, uh, and use act under pressure, mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to be a five. Ooh, okay. So, Shimanda, with act under pressure at a five, things go to hell. Your God jeans rip as you go down the side and scuff them up against some rock that is reaching out. <laughs> it just yanks on the fabric of your denim and rips a giant hole. Uh, Ooh, that's like half a cold stone paycheck. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I am disappointed. I curl into a little ball and I'm so mad that I ruined these jeans and that I probably should have just not even thrown that stupid net. I'm still reeling from all the mistakes I made earlier in the fight. Oh, you know what then? With that, you're going to take an emotional condition as well. You're insecure. Ugh. So you're, until somebody reassures you, you have a negative two to any weird roles. I'm going to follow also. I got an eight to follow. Okay, great. Crashly, you managed to make your way down. The main thing is, as you go, you lose a throwing knife. Shit. Yeah, it just falls into the water. Can I try to reassure Shamanda? Sure, roll to manipulate somebody. Oh, wow. So I got a nine. Okay. A nine is a mixed success. So you're able to... What is it that you say to Shamanda? You will be able to remove the condition, but what is it? I say, Shamanda, I know you don't like them, but torn up jeans are really popular at Buffalo Exchange right now. So you'll be able to like make probably like 15 or 20 bucks on those. You can turn it around and buy some other bootleg jeans that you like. So like, it's like all, it's all good. It's like they judge everything you bring in there. I have to bring in like really (laughs) nice clothes beyond just the jeans because like, even though the jeans are probably the nicest quality, it's their old navy. But Shamanda, we can go when Miranda's working and she owes us one. So if we go when Miranda's working and we tell her like, be nice about the jeans, okay? Just be quiet about it. She will because we didn't tell anybody about her and Henry in the locker room. Okay, cool. Only if you come over on Friday and we watch Boy Meets World after Sabrina comes on. Duh. Okay, TGIF. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go inside the cave. So CEJ, you've made your way in quite a bit. You've pushed your way through as as the others are picking their way down. One problem here is there is a smell that is so noxious and disgusting. It's just oozing out here. And it is to the point that it is dangerous. So unless you do something, you're going to take one harm just for being in this cave, as the smell is truly like overwhelming your senses. Oh, it smells like Adam's sweatpants in here. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut. And as you walk forward, squelching in the mud of the cave bottom, you can see there's some lichen on the side of the cave walls, and you see at the distance in the back of the cave a few things. You see a giant pile next to the water, kind of partially in it. At first you can't make out what it is. It looks to be almost like three or four feet tall. An enormous pile, probably about ten feet across. You also see a figure struggling with an object in its arms that it is trying to get on top of the pile. That object in its arms is a body. And as you look, you realize this is a big pile of bodies. And as you're moving forward, 
for the moment, it has not detected your presence. The figure as it's trying to throw another body onto this big pile of bodies. What do you do? Well, I'm going to like look around and I'm like completely taken aback and also really concerned that I might have made a bad move coming in here by myself. <laughs> so I'm still covering my mouth with my hand like, oh, it smells so bad. Uh, but I'm going to, I think this falls under investigate a mystery, but I want to figure out like what all these bodies are and who's moving around. So I roll sharp, which is a zero for me, but I did roll a 10. So, Hey, so you get to hold two. So you get to ask two questions either now or at any point that you want to. Oh, great. Oh, what, what, uh, what the fuck? So you see the questions that are listed there? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Um, wh- who, wh- what happened here is one of the questions. Mm-hmm. As you are looking, you see that the figure is wearing what could only be described as a robe, like a cheap, poorly made black robe. The figure pulls a knife from the belt that it's wearing around the robe. It pulls this knife and it begins to carve symbols into the body. And as you're looking, you can see other symbols carved into it. These bodies have all been exsanguinated, so there's no blood in there. And the carving, it all suggests to you that there's some sort of magical ritual taking place. And the bodies are there. And as you're looking at this, though, and seeing this, you see the pile of bodies dips down into the water. And you can see where the bodies are partially submerged. There are pieces of flesh missing from them. And you can even see in that moment a catfish, only slightly larger than normal there, is nibbling on the thigh muscle of one of the corpses and pulls a big strip off and then swims away. And you feel fairly confident that what is happening here is animals in this cave are feeding on this magic body pile. And I mean, that's more than enough for me. I'm going to go back up towards the hole and look up at everyone and kind of like wave my hand at them like get me out of here okay cej i want you to act under pressure okay so this will be at a minus one because i'm angry that's right so guys i keep rolling 10 so it's a nine because of the minus one great so with a nine under act under pressure i'm going to give you a worse outcome a hard choice or a price to pay So the worst outcome, you can get their attention and also get the attention of the figure that is the body dumper. You could try to mitigate that and just get their attention, but you need to get into the water. Those are basically your two options. Or you could just run like hell and try to get to them, but definitely draw the attention of the the creature in the cave. Yes, I'm running. I'm running immediately, just sprinting. Okay, wonderful. But what? Uh, but you do manage to get everyone's attention. So what are you yelling? Oh, the magic body pile! <laughs> Classic Shaggy. All right, Susan, you hear this. What do you do? Uh, listen, I have rolled to try to meet him down there. Is that okay? Or should I be trying to pull him up? Up to you. Are you trying to get to him, or are you trying to get him to you? Uh, I guess I'm going to try to get him up to me. Great. Go ahead and roll Act Under Pressure. Great. Perfect. Okay. 11 plus then 2. 13. 
Wow, that is great. So Susan Wexler whips out from her hiking bag some, you know, some like spikes and mallets. And she just starts slamming them into the side of the wall of the shoreline outside the cave and quickly creates like a loose climbing rig and then throws the rope to CEJ and starts yanking. And CEJ, you are pulled from the bottom of the cave up to the side of the shoreline. Behind you, you can hear the slapping of feet, what sounds like bare feet, as whatever this figure is seems to have dropped the body and is running towards you. Can I look over my shoulder and see if I can make out what it is? Absolutely. Uh, want to use that as your second hold? Oh, uh, oh yeah, I guess that would fall under the what sort of creature is it question. Yeah, so you look over your shoulder as you're getting yanked out by the rope, and you see again there's a black robe, this hooded figure, but you see its feet are roughly humanoid, but they're green, like a dark green, like a dark forest green, and the trees are, I'm sorry, and the toes are not shaped like human toes at all. There's like suction cups on the tips of them, and they are long and wet and smacking against the floor. You also see reaching out from the sleeves of this robe, similar oversized, long, spindly, very thin hands, dark mottled green wet with like almost a slime on them. One of them holding a knife, and the hood falls back as it's running forward, and you see the smooth head of a humanoid salamander running forward, giving off the faintest glow. And as it's, and it is running forward with the knife in its hand, and it's just screaming, "The time is wrong! This time is wrong!" Does this thing have like a pig-like nose or a watery appearance by any chance? <laughs> it does not. <laughs> it's not the gooch. <laughs> Although, as you say that, you realize that you have seen a pig-like nose before and a watery appearance, and that is, of course, a, a catfish. Oh. Oh, uh, hey, guys, I realized something. Also, pull me out. Pull me out. I'm, uh, you got to grab on to EJ. We're waiting. We're waiting at you, bud. Just hold on. It's just like camp. Just grab the rope. That was the motivation I needed. So I latch onto the rope with my mighty 11th grade arms. Great. And as you start to pull up, it whips the rusty dagger and it pins your pant leg. Oh. Adam Miller, where are you at? When what what are you up to? Uh, okay, once they all started going, I probably try to catch up with them. Uh, but I was uh I was going to let CEJ go by himself because he was being a prick. <laughs> right. So you see CEJ coming to the lip of the cave to meet you guys, and he's suddenly jerked in place and cannot move forward. <gasps> no, I freak out like CEJ because you know, like he, I, I gotta save him, so I, I transform into a pupa again. <laughs> In front of everyone? Yeah, I, I give up the pretense. I'm like, no, CEJ! <laughs> Adam Miller, you are changing form into your caterpillar form. Sounds like you are trying to protect CEJ. Yeah. I feel like every now and then when someone's in trouble or needs my help, it just kicks in like I can't really control it. It's kind of like uh, like a puberty thing. Totally, of course. Roll a plus tough. Plus tough. It is eight. Uh, great. Okay, so you are going to protect CEJ, but you will suffer a little bit of harm at the same time. And the way that works out is you become the caterpillar and enter your battle form. But you do lose your hands, and since you were climbing down, you just freely roll down the rest of the way, and you take one harm as you bounce off the rocks. Oh. 
But you do land next to CEJ and are next to this salamander figure that is trying to stab at him. Shamanda, what are you doing? Uh, I am overwhelmed by all of the mud and the fresh bodies and whatnot. I hear. Um, I heard CEJ yell about the pile of magic bodies, and those words strung together uh, do not jive with me well. So I'm trying to climb back out of the hole that we slid ourselves into. Okay, so go ahead, and I think that would also be an act under pressure. You're just trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Oh, a six. That is a miss. Yikes. Just keep missing. <laughs> <laughs> so the mud is just too much on your hands. Make sure to mark experience. I think you're actually close to leveling up already. Your hands are unable to grasp onto the rope, and instead you actually slip and slam into the ground next to Adam Miller. So you are going to take one harm from the fall, and you find yourself uh, a foot placed on your chest as this salamander is just trying to hold you down with its body. I think I try to say hey to Shamanda, like, hey, thanks for falling in, but it just comes out as an uh, insectoid scream. Uh, I'm going to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) No, gorgeous. I think I try to say hey to Shamanda, like, hey, thanks for falling in. But it just comes out as an insectoid screech. Can we hear it? Yeah, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, so Shamanda, you look over and the caterpillar just screeches at you. Yo! So, Crashly, you are still climbing down. What do you do? I'm going to take this opportunity to talk to my past lives to try to ask them a question. Yes. So, I got a nine. All right, so it has a little bit of experience with this. You can ask me one question. Okay, so I'm going to ask, how did you deal with this? Great. What is this? Like cultists or something, carving up bodies and feeding them to animals to make them bigger in a cave when like some of your friends... Okay, like- uh, yeah, so you do have access to your past lives. You don't have a past that had quite this particular experience. Oh, really? <laughs> but you do have one that goes back quite a ways, like... 1600s where like you're a pilgrim and you're walking through the woods it's late at night and you just need to get back to the other goodies uh but you come across a clearing and there's a satanic ritual happening and full-on like devil symbols people cavorting around in the nude everything and you see that they are carving symbols into sacrifices that they're making this one struggling young man that they're carving these symbols into and you have a moment where you're about to just keep going and you shake your head no and you're seeing this all from the first person point of view you rush forward and knock the dagger out of their hand and it goes into the fire and they all scream and you realize that without the dagger the ritual can't continue guys i mean y'all we got to get the dagger it's important i think that that's how we can stop the ritual from happening and stop all the animals from getting big adam what are you doing I hear that. Okay, so I'm like, oh, gotta get the dagger. So I'm gonna go over to the guy. Uh, Would I do that as like an attack? Your goal with the dagger is to get it away? Yeah. I think I like bite their arm or (laughs) or bite their hand. Okay, so you can choose either to protect CEJ or you can kick some ass. Oh, so this guy is trying to carve up CEJ. That seems to be its goal, is to use its knife in other more bloody ways. Okay, then I'm gonna protect CEJ. Okay, roll plus tough. CEJ, remember that when someone protects you, you get experience. 
And also, whenever a monster captures you, you get experience. So, damn, CEJ. Oh, sweet. I'm about to level up or whatever it's called when you get five. I rolled a four, but my toughness of negative one makes it a three. So, three. As always, you have the option to use a luck point to make it a success. Otherwise, you're going to make things worse. I'm going to... Yeah, let's use a luck point. It's, It's time. Okay, so, Mr. Monster, your monster side gains power. Your curse may become stronger, or another curse may manifest. Which is it? Does your vulnerability to light get more extreme, or do you develop a second curse? Ooh, what are the other curse things that happen? Your other options are as follows. Uh, feed, which is you must eat or subsist on living humans in some form or fashion. Pure drive, one emotion rules you. Or dark master, or dark master, you have an evil lord who doesn't know you change sides. They give you orders, and they do not tolerate refusal. I don't think that applies to you, so either your drive to feed on living essence or material increases. Can I posit something, actually, since he's part moth? Yeah. That uh, instead of being driven to eat living material, he's driven to eat clothing. (laughs) Is that possible? (laughs) Yeah, that works for me. (laughs) Then I'm gonna fucking eat the hell out of, like, an old navy later. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so the way this is going to work is I'm going to add this to your curses and you're going to need it to uh, you're going to need to roll to act under pressure to resist the urge to feed when a perfect opportunity presents itself. So, whenever you're presented with clothes or fabric that's not on a person, it'd be hard to argue that that's not a perfect time. So, you'd need to work mightily hard to resist that. And are we talking about eating the whole thing like a meal or just a nibble like a snack? No, no, no. You're a big boy, so that's going to be the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, just check it. So. I really like the image of Adam Miller slurping like a pant leg, like a spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were corduroys. <laughs> mm, textured. <laughs> okay, Adam Miller, you do save him. So that was a protect someone. So on a 10 plus, uh, so on a 10 plus, not only do you protect him, okay. You either suffer less harm, all impending danger is focused on you, you inflict harm on the enemy, or you hold the enemy back. What was the first one? You suffer less harm. I think I'll do that one. Okay, so you manage to knock the dagger out of the hand of the salamander and CEJ is freed. CEJ, you're able to scramble up and grab onto the rope. And Susan Wexler, what are you doing? Okay, uh, all right, I'm still up here, and I'm worried about the smell and the kids taking harm from that. So I'm going to take, I have this Sally Ride pack of tampons in my backpack, 100 <laughs> tampons. So I'm going to put two up my nose and toss them to everybody, a pair for each. And then I'm going to jump down and get that knife that's just sitting on the ground. Okay, great. I think that is definitely an act under pressure. All right, I got a, oh, no. okay all right true time i got a six okay that's a miss so things are gonna go to hell uh can i help yes you can so cej roll plus cool the thing i have minus two in right now (laughs) yeah you're still pretty mad go off my king okay so that's let's see that brings me to an eight okay so you can grant a plus one to susan wexler's roll Oh, and I have a plus one for my last thing. Oh, 
So I didn't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) True. And yet you did because that's just the kind of boy that you are, CEJ. So, Susan, what did you get for your total? Eight. So your goal was to get the knife. Is that correct? Great. So you can grab the knife and be inside the cave, or you can grab the knife and cut yourself on the blade. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and be inside the cave, because isn't that where my man C.E.J. and everybody else is? Yeah, they've fallen in there, but the way way they've gone, you slide in behind everybody and scramble into the cave. Wow. Um, Sorry, let me read through that again. Yeah, they've fallen in there, but the way they've gone, you're going to slide in behind everybody and scramble into the cave. You're up on the edge of the water, but you are further inside the cave, and C.E.J., let's see here. You helped and had a mixed success. So, CEJ, the salamander just grabs you in a bear hug, a salamander hug. Oh! And it's just saying, she must be served. This time is wrong. She must be served. And it's holding on to you as it's doing that. And CEJ. I'm still angry, so I'm like, freaking little, oh, freaking gross, nasty, blah. See, EJ, I need you to act under pressure as it pulls a little piece of skin off its own arm and tries to put that in your mouth. Jeez Louise. Okay, I rolled a six. Okay, so you are going to get a full dose of salamander skin. Disgusting. See, EJ, you take negative two ongoing as you are slowed by the neurotoxin that is in the skin. It starts to slow your synaptic responses. And you are moving, like, through molasses. What did you (laughs) do? Now, uh, when you negative two ongoing, we all know what that means because we all read the rule book that you forwarded us. But for our listeners out there... Yeah, so for negative two ongoing, it means every roll, until the circumstances substantially change, you will take minus two to every roll. Excellent. Yeah. So, Shamanda, what are you doing right now? You and Crashly are sort of on the outside of this kerfuffle as the salamander is grappling with CEJ, and next to it you see Adam Miller in his caterpillar form, and Susan Wexler has disappeared inside the cave. Uh, There's a a lot of things going on, and it does feel like all of the dangerous stuff is being covered. Uh, Do I not see any other way to get out except for the way that we entered? No, that's it. Cool. Then I'm going to uh, boost up Crashly and just do that foot and hand thing and try to pop her out as we try to leave. Great. So you're grabbing Crashly and trying to throw her further up. Go ahead, and I think that's a help out, so roll plus cool. Oh my god, it's a two. Ooh, so you are (laughs) exposing yourself to trouble or danger without helping. You can use a luck point, otherwise it's going to be a failure and you are going to take experience. You know what? Uh, no, I don't want to use a luck. I'm just going to use my good old Shamanda power. That's right. Just take the punches. I love it. So, Crashly, <laughs> you feel Shamanda grab your waist and push you forward to get you out of the cave as you all are sort of scrambling. Shamanda, you hear a skittering noise against the side of the cave wall. And as you look back, you see a chitinous form emerging from the light cautiously. And it's about a four foot long, segmented, long, tubular body. There are, I would say, I don't know, maybe a thousand legs, 500 on each side of this creature. It has pinchered jaws as it's rearing up, and you see an oversized millipede screeching 
and running towards you. And that's where we'll end our session for today. Oh, gross. And I can say that as a caterpillar. I think that's gross. Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, give us a rating on iTunes or tell your friends. Getting the word out is so important to a new podcast, and we're so excited to be doing this project for you all and ourselves. Until next time, the time is wrong. She must be served. Yeah, do you have Sorry, I'm so punchy. Oh. Yeah, do you have beanies? <laughs> <laughs> she can't say Beanie. <laughs> is her weakness. <laughs> say Beanie Feldstein. I can't. I never could. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>